to episode three of What Would You Do If? Uh, today, we're going to talk about what would you do if a client um, called you up and asked you to um, go to a pitch but wasn't going to give you a brief. So not willing to commit to not, a brief. Not willing to commit to a brief or not written a brief. I think they, if they give it you over the phone or they started to give it you over the phone but then didn't actually have a written down proper brief where I think they've not really thought about it a great deal. Okay. But... There are two or three agencies. Two or three, two or three would be a great start. Yeah, right? typical story. Yeah, I think it happens um, a lot more, a lot more often than we'd like in in the in the B two B agency space. In the sense of, um, obviously, we get approached from new prospects on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, um, and then whether or not that's accompanied by a brief and what that brief also looks like is is, in, is an interesting topic, I guess. So. Um, and it also, it also depends on what you class as a brief, I suppose is what you're saying in the sense of there's verbal, there's written, there's a template, there's a format. So, so I, my, my train of thought on a bit is, and I know we, we talked about it right at the start, is I think if you're, if you're a client and you haven't bothered to sit down as a team, as a, as a business, and really think about what you want to deliver, to what you want an agency to deliver a pitch on, yep. bear in mind you're asking an agency to probably book the best part of it could be anything from, you know, we've spent sometimes a thousand pound on a pitch, sometimes we've twenty five grand on a pitch. Yeah, no, I think I think the, typi the, time, the typical the cost travel. of a pitch for BDB is somewhere in the region of ten to twenty five per. I'm not talking about a proper integrated, yeah. um, you know, um, high value opportunity. So yeah, I think when you're asking the agency to commit that much time, mainly free of charge, because I'm assuming we're not getting paid for the pitch. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I think that's I think we've got to cover that. Well, very few, very few people offer paid opportunities for pitches these days because the market's so competitive. But well, that's that well, is well, a point. That more and more, though, in 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 a B two C environment, yeah, you see more of the high, the, the bigger brands pay for pitches, and mm. I think we've just not transitioned in the B two B world. Well, it's nowhere. It's nowhere near. Nowhere near yeah. no, it's I think nowhere. if we turned around to any of our prospects and said, "You're going, it's going to cost you five or ten or." £20,000 for us to be around the table on this opportunity. Mm. Whilst I think it gives you that gravitas and that kind of, um, I don't know, you could say it shows that you're confident in your ability and you don't want, you know the type of opportunities you want to go for. Mm. I'm pretty sure nine out of 10 opportunities to tell us to But, but what I'm saying is because there's more, there's more opportunities in the B2C world. So that means for the bigger brand pitches, I know because obviously my friend Helen works for yeah, yeah. and they, yeah, yeah. they get paid to pitch quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but again, there's, there's maybe more you volume. can be afford to be more selective potentially. Well, there's more volume and there's more product-based stuff yep. in their world. So I think that's why they can afford to be very, very selective and afford afford to um, get paid to pitch. But I think I think looping back to the original question of if a client is refusing to produce a brief or a a briefing document for you, I'd say that's one of my biggest learnings since moving into the the agency space. Yeah, that. If you, if you rack up and look at the opportunities that we win, it's because there's been a brief, a clearly thought out approach that we can answer and we know we're answering the right questions that somebody wants answering. Yeah. You look at the opportunities where we've hemorrhaged an awful lot of time, money and expense, where they've either gone cold at the end of that pitch or they've disappeared, gone off the radar, come back to you in a few months, projects get delayed. That's, well, I can say every, every single time there's not been a brief, I can say it that confidently because yeah, yeah. we, we know that from because the information think, we've got. I think you know the, there's one or two things is that the, the, the the company's either already got an agency that they've already given a brief to, let's say, because yeah. they're the incumbent agency. Which is um, one of my biggest questions around who else is around the table yeah, these yeah, days, because yeah. if the incumbent agency 
generally they're looking to go out to market because they're not happy with the incumbent yeah. agency, you assume. Well, then you still write a brief, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, you would. But then if the incumbent agency is around the table, yeah. and this is quite often you get, oh, it's just out of courtesy, yeah. we can't not invite them. Then how many times when there's not been a brief did they go with the incumbent agency? Do yeah. they just have to write ideas? That's what I'm saying. If you've got the two together, yeah. uh, incumbent agency around the table, and no brief, and, and no brief <laughs> I, I pretty much guarantee... I'd run for the hills, yeah. is my advice to anybody in you're that situation. Gonna, you're not going to win it. I mean, I mean, it'd be good to get into in, in the comments and um, of any agencies or any other people out there if one pitches when that's been the case, but... I, certainly in my time, we've I've wasted a lot of time pitching things where there, there is no brief and the incumbent agency. But the then I think you can also get a bit arrogant as an agency in the sense of what is a brief. So we we, we expect this, we, we'll issue a template with a briefing document, expect that to be beautifully filled in by the client mm. and expect them to spend a couple of hours writing a brief for us. Well, they're exceptionally busy people as well and they might think the verbal brief they've given us on the phone is is absolutely adequate. Yeah. And that's up to the agents then to say either it's not or qualify or ask the right questions to get the right information that you need. So we will do that quite often. We'll have our briefing template in front of us and work our way through it on the yeah, phone. Yeah, I mean, we, we would do that. But again, I think I don't, we'd have to go back and look at those opportunities of then taking verbal briefs over the phone. because. No, but I think those ones, again, I echoing what you're saying there, yeah. those ones, again, would form part of our pool of either gone cold yeah. or going colder or probably not converted. Yeah. The ones that we win with confidence are the ones where there's a formal brief. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the ones recently, obviously naming no names, yeah. but you look at the, I think three or four recently have been sub, sub where we would usually yep. play, if you like, yep. and all really haven't had a, in fact, not one of them had a, a, de a detailed, detailed brief. Did. No, but we've had, we've had clients come to us recently, and these are large businesses, large global businesses, who say, we've got a new product launching. Can you help us with that? So we'll say, yeah, of course we can. And so what, what do you need doing? What do you want doing on that? What's the format? Yeah. But we've got a new product launching. Can you, can you come back to us with a proposal? We've, we've had this literally in the last week or so. And you're going, what, where, yeah. what's the product? What's the USP of it? When's it launching? Where's it launching? Who are you trying to sell it to? Who's your market space? And in that kind of thing, we, we don't want to give it a half-hearted response. Because yeah. we could go back with 10 bullet points of saying a product launch could involve X, Y, and Z. But that's not really where we operate, obviously. So, See, I've had this conversation before. And I know we've mentioned it a little bit on a previous podcast, where is, is there an argument of writing the, you know, charging the client to write the brief for them? Because there is a workshop there for me. That, 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 that's the one thing that I, the one thing that yeah. I say, there is, there is a workshop there. And maybe not for, maybe it's a, for another business. I think obviously I know um, a business that we've interacted recently, they'll go in and help them form yeah. a brief. And I, yeah. and I think they offer a really good service where that's concerned. And I think there is a little bit of a gap in the market where agencies don't really offer to write a brief for that. No, but I think that's it. And you look at, you know, uh, I'll name check it, but, but Go or Gareth Oakley the Go Business Transformation that he's kind of formed is, is all set around that, that offering, isn't it? And yeah. that kind of process of outsourcing and managing that entire pitch process. So using the networks they've got, using the, um, the agencies they know to bring the right people to the table for the right opportunity, to take all the admin out of that for the client and then helping shape that brief, yeah. issue that brief and run so that no process. Time wasted is the key. No, but, the, but yeah, as an example, the one we've worked on recently with those guys, um, the brief we received was, was really substantive. So from an agency perspective, it was great. Yeah. We had loads to go on. We're really clear what they wanted, really clear on KPIs, markets, objectives. So we could shape an entire proposition around that for them. And no, and no, we've answered it. So if we don't win it, we don't win it. But we know we've answered no, the brief. But also, I think from a customer's point of view, because again, there's nothing worse than not getting feedback, is there? So 
they can give feedback on what you didn't deliver, what they don't think you delivered on point to against the brief they yeah. give you. That's perfect. And I, that's perfect. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's when you don't win it. Oh, it goes quiet or whatever yeah, we'll else it is. Second. Oh, right, That's okay. the, the standard one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then you realise that you see your idea come to life in the uh, in their next ad normally. Yeah. Which is equally frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And that, and that's the thing with I think I think for me is if you if the company have taken due care and attention, they've put a lot of thought into the brief and then give you the t- if you look at the pitches that we've won recently, they've wrote a brief, we've then had a call because we had a fact finding call on yeah. Digging deeper into that brief because you've got to yeah. ask further questions. What what really means most to them? What does success look like? And things that they've missed out in the brief that we'd have in our briefing document. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's that's what we've put our picture on. We've clearly answered that bit. And other times we've had calls with other people in other departments to get their take on things, so we kind of know where we're going. That's that's what I would say to anyone listening to the podcast. Is I think if you if you're out there pitching. The business without briefs. One, I actually think that you, if you do win it, your work doesn't end up being that great anyway. There's, a lot of, there's just a lot of guesswork involved, I think. And I think when you look at the quality of the output of the work, when you've got a clear brief to work against, you guarantee you put your best work out, hopefully, hopefully, if you've had the right time to prepare for it and everything that you've answered it. When, you, when you're, you know, um, shooting in the dark, so to speak, when somebody's give you a, a cursory brief or a, or a light touch conversation on the phone about what they want, you, can, you can't get to that same depth of knowledge. But... Yeah, no, my advice for anybody, anybody anybody listening would be, if it's not a brief, then probably don't do it these yeah. days because, I mean, what was the one we was in the press a few weeks ago? The one that was... Oh, my God. Uh, a, a Manchester uh, delighted to have won a competitive pitch for... It was B2C and they'd won a restaurant brand in London. I can't remember that. Six, that 16 stuff. agencies? 16 agencies, I mean... Because that's the other thing. So, I mean, we, we, we've... Um, we have a lot better now about qualifying the opportunity. I mean, congratulations to the, the agency yeah. winning, by the way. Like, and that's, well, well that's going some. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking anything away from that. I just think that. Do you think there were, you think there were 16 agencies in the mix? Do you think any clients wasted the time courting 16 agencies? I think the, you, you would. I think what they, they might have had an initial short list of six, uh, a long list of 16. Uh, surely only, been cut the only way I can flip it is when I first joined BDB, they used about seven or eight, eight and nine even recruitment agencies. Really? So for every brief, we had to put it to nine different recruitment agencies. And you're why, like, well, but, why, but, but why are you again, wasting though, your time? But again, though, from a client point of view, this is uh, from an, you know, an advice from a client point of view is you're not. If I know that I've gone against sixty agencies, one we won't ever pitch for it anyway. No chance. But but even if we're against, I mean, we haven't even we had a conversation recently about six, so like, should we go? Yeah. yeah. And it was a three hundred k plus opportunity, which we did end up winning. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is. We did have that conversation, and, and yeah. you had the conversation with me. I'm still, going, I'm still, I'm still skeptical whether six were in the mix. That, and this is an example of when you're second guessing yourself in the yeah. agency world and, and running pitches and so on. That we were told there were six other uh, agencies in the mix for the opportunity, and then the prospects invested a lot of time with us, which was great. Loads of immersion, loads of insights, loads of time, loads of effort, telling us about the business, getting us up to speed with it and explaining it. And there was a brief and it was coupled with really robust information around it. And I found it hard to believe. I mean, if they did, fantastic. Fair play to them for investing so much in that process. But I found it entertaining to think that, what, they'd spent only 20, 30 hours on this pitch briefing people? But again, though, I think we kind of sort of compare ourselves a little bit to the other I don't think other agencies were asked for that extra time. No, maybe not. Maybe sometimes. not. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, that's the, and that's the thing is, I think you, again, as a, as a client, as a customer, putting a brief out there, you'll get some people who will go, right, yeah, I'll, I'll invest the time in that. You'll get others who just take a step back and go, I'll answer that brief. I don't need any more questions. Yeah. So I think that 
out of the six agencies, could have probably whittled that down to two or three. But if you're, if, well, if you're agency side, what's, what's the optimum number? If, if you're client side, sorry, I mean, what do you think? Well, I, I think if you, if you let's, let's say, for example, you're unhappy, let's give you a scenario. You're, yeah. unha you're unhappy with your current agency or the current agency's gone stale and you're going out there with a, let's say, 100 grand a year plus opportunity. Yeah. For me, I would go out to the market. I would go, I'd probably go out to five or six agencies and I would, I would go out there and ask them to send their credit deck for their initial. Yeah. initial. And, you, and if they wanted to call, you could yeah. have a call to present the credit deck yeah. for a little bit of... No, we'll do that. With, we'll do that yeah. with anybody. Anyone, anyone, unless it's in B two C or something yeah, weird no, for us. But yeah, yeah anyone would do, do that with you. And I think that from that call, you, one you get a, a good feeling for. And also, I think the, the another thing, obviously, the reason why we do the podcasts and we do these things is to make sure that we're answering clients' queries and stuff like that while we're doing the podcast. But you can do your research into the six businesses, what the directors are, turnover. One of the big things, again, we've talked about on a previous podcast, are they solvent? Are they yeah. are they earning decent revenue? So I think you'd get those, to get to those six. And for me, it would always be to either whittle that down to two or three. And you would never invite more than two or three to pitch. So actually, the pitch pro the formal so pitch, pitch process. Pitch process. And, it, and I would be clear about this from day one. We're inviting six six people to present Creds Deck. Yeah. And then we're going to whittle that down to three. I think we've also got a lot better if, you, if you're shortlisted to that second stage, six to the three process at the three stage, not not giving away the keys to the kingdom, as we'll call yeah, it here, yeah. and, and the ideas. And I think you win or lose, you can win or lose very easily on that well, basis. We, we, we've had we've had a few recently. I think when you was having a conversation with Jen the other day when when you were away pitching, funny mm -hmm. enough, and uh, is. It's a, it's a difficult one. Is it? It's a difficult one because you're always second guessing yourself and you're second guessing mm. other agencies about do you pre uh, uh, present creative? Now, if you were the big one last week, they specifically asked for creative. Yeah. Something in the in the brief, it was very clear they yeah. wanted three executions for each of their two markets. They wanted us to yeah. look at across their one. It's dangerous, though, isn't it? It's, da it's dangerous, even even though they asked yeah. for it. No, no. Even but you I either, but you either decide, don't you? Isn't it? Well, yeah. we're not going to show you any creative. Yeah. Well, it's in the brief, so you've not answered the brief. Yeah. But I think that. Or you do, and then. But, but I think that's where, again, it, it depends how how ballsy you are, really. Yeah. Because you could have gone at that point, actually. Again, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You could have gone to the client. Look, we we believe in our process that much that we would never we'd never present creative, which wholeheartedly goes against our process. Yeah, it, it, does. it does. But then sometimes when you know who you're pitching against, yeah. you know they're going to turn up with creative. Yes. And this on it's very rare we know who we're pitching against because normally it's in territory suppliers as opposed to, but um you know like more more national or international yeah, yeah. people UK based. But this particular opportunity is a UK UK based pitch. Let's call it. Um, so we knew who we were up against. One was primarily a creative agency and one's one of the larger networks agencies. So you're gonna, yeah. You know they're going to rock up, they'll yeah. put a lot of resource behind it um, and they're going to turn up with that creative that's been asked for. So for me in that situation, if we, to, if we didn't turn up with creative, you probably with it. lose it on that yeah. basis because somebody else will. Yeah. And whilst it might not be the final creative, which was kind of the route we went down, and this is a, showing you in the toe dip exercise research that we've done, this is where we could take it. Um, I think we had to turn up with something on that one. But I think going back twelve months, we were we were horrible about giving away everything. Yeah, we used to do we used to get to virtually do the proposal. Yeah, I was in the proposal would be the would be the plan. But then, that's, <laughs> but then you like there's there's nothing else to come. Is it? it's like uh, taking no. taking a girl on a first date to 
a three-star Michelin restaurant. You're, you're <laughs> do you want to do that now? You're, you're only going downhill from there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't but say, are, I can't say I've ever done that, but yeah. No, no, I haven't either. No, but I think that... You I think, take her out for a coffee. And that, then, uh, no, you've got to build up from there. But no, I think that's, the, that's kind of the principle to it, I guess, if you've got nowhere to go, because I think then almost you, you're almost... Um, retrospectively charging a client as well because yeah. quite often you show them an idea and they go we really like that and you'll go great that's 10 grand they're making up numbers yeah. and they go well, you've done you've done that though, haven't you yeah it's part of the pitch like and we like that yeah we like that that's why we'll take that and you're going like well you've got to pay for that now yeah, and then yeah. you ip conversations and all that kind of stuff but i think there's it's it's just a really interesting dilemma and one that we still continue to face on a daily basis of is there a brief, yes or no? And you, and you know now, if it's not a brief, I won't look at it, and I won't look at it anymore, because it's just, it's just wasting our time. So, so we, we had a conversation this morning, well, not this morning, when I, when I come in this afternoon about money, because hmm? I think that has another yardstick in terms of where we are as an agency, because I think that it's to, to pitch or not to pitch with a brief, but also I think there is a few yardsticks of where we've we're kind of come into a decision on, as an agency. And I think any agency out there, whether you're a, you're a startup or whether you're um, medium size or you you you, you know you're, you're a national agency, I think you you've got to have those yardsticks of where you are as an agency, where you pitch yourself, because we waste a lot of time on not anymore, but don't let, don't waste a lot of time on the not pitching people with briefs anymore. Or yep. We have done again a little bit recently. We need to get out of that habit. Um, but even on the money side of things... I think, things, it's, a real, I think it's a on that point, though, it's a really easy habit to fall back into. Yeah, no, it is. Because you're chasing that dream, you're chasing that new business, the win, and everybody likes the thrill of the chase. And before you know it, you're three or four conversations into something, and then you've already hemorrhaged a bit of time, and you've, you've commit, overly committed. So you're like, well, I'm, I'm in now. And so. you're in, well, you, you almost feel like you can't say no sometimes, as well, because you're three or four yeah. conversations in. And then when you look back at it a month later when it's gone quiet or whatever it may be after you've done a proposal or a first meeting, there's no, there's no brief. It's yeah, always yeah. the thing, there's no brief. And it was an inbound conversation. You've opened up a conversation yeah. with somebody. They've kind of in a meeting articulated roughly what they well, want. Yeah. And also as, as sales, July and August are usually close, slow months. So you're like, oh, well, you know, I'll try and fluff up the pipeline with a few yeah. things. You know, you, you, there's, there's other, other pressures, isn't there, when you go... No, do you know what? He's a really sound guy, yeah. sound guy, girl, whatever it is. Or no, he's one of our friends of friends, and it's like no. My favorite, my favorite one normally in this scenario is oh yeah, but they've got great potential. Yeah. Seen like eight out of acorns and oak trees and all that. Those yeah. wonderful sayings. I've never seen many oak trees from acorns yet. In in, no. in any any respect of any industry I've worked across, if something's small, I'm not. You know, things do grow and they get a lot bigger. And but they, you're talking about needling haystacks there, really, in terms of those opportunities that really do grow that yeah, you can say you've nurtured from its infancy. Yeah, it's an amazing I, I, I business. Challenge, I challenge any business that goes from acorn to oak tree and stays with the same agency. There's just absolutely no way. So what happens is anyway, you might get projects and a bit of loyalty, and a bit of a kickback, and yeah, a bit of that kind of thing. But most of the time, though, you see that in the legal world and yeah. the accountancy world. What I'm thinking in professional services, you see that a bit that they'll always they'll give somebody like their the property work or yeah, something because yeah. that was the guy that supported him right from the off. But particularly in the marketing space, I think you've got to define your market and what it's is your sweet spot. Well, you're shifting through the gears, and I think you uh, the the marketing agency that you start off with is not the if you go from. 400 grand turnover to 2 million turnover, let me tell you, you're not, you're not staying with the, the same small boutique agency yeah. because, and also the, like, you And know, also the, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if, you're a, if you're a big boy, big player, and then, you know. Yeah, and but also the agency. come the other way. The agencies change. The people leave, creative, creatives leave, different people leave. So the, the, there's, there's so much dropped at play that you, as a client, you can't ever say, oh, we're going to, you know, bear with us, we're going to be massive. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I, I don't deal in 
five years because you don't know where you'll be and I don't know where I'll be. No, but we've had that, we've had that with clients. It's funny when you, you've like live, you, you, you replay some of the conversations you've had. We had a client say, uh, were we willing to go on a journey with them? Remember this one? Mm. Like Almost like no, no fee. You know, like where you put it on the metrics and if we hit the metrics, we'd get paid. And you're like, it, it, I find it's crazy. it... crazy. It's crazy, but it's also quite rude, I think, to think that somebody's going to, somebody's going to do that with you. Like, if, you, if you're paying for somebody's expertise, mm. and I've read an article on this on Forbes, I think it was the other day, that one of the girls, Holly Jobbins, shared internally with me, I was following it onto you. But in the sense, it was all around the cost of somebody's expertise. So the qualifications they've got, the ongoing training they do, the reading they do, and everything to immerse themselves and make them the expert in that field, then to ask to pick somebody's brains for free, mm. which is kind of what the article was all focused on. It's an interesting one. Um, well, it, it's you, completely inappropriate. Well, that's, well, that's, <laughs> I think that is a, a, a great analogy for when you asking an agency to pitch with no brief. Yeah. Because all you're really saying is, can I pitch brain for some ideas? No, it is. It is. For free. Yeah. Because you know we'll, we'll do it. And I was having a, a conversation with another agency owner when I go to my B&I group, and he was, he was so angry because he'd, he'd pitched some, somebody that two weeks previous, and he'd done the same. He'd, not, he'd, he'd had a sort of a brief. Big pitch, big promise, and a um, new marketing girl came in after they'd, they'd pitched the, uh, the, the previous one. And literally the day the campaign was supposed to go live he'd done loads of creative and loads of amends all that kind of stuff but it's not got anything signed and the new market girl just went no i'm going to go with uh, the agency i know no well and it's like it's a, a big lesson big lesson to learn and he was he was saying which is really really quite poignant to what we're talking about is he said i remember and you'll remember this from the county point from the county point of view when the agency first started off it was like 60 day payment terms or yeah yep. and then someone went one day no, yeah. it's 30 days or 14 days or 50% up front. Yeah. Taking 50% up front and 50% on completion, and that is industry standard, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. And every agency went, oh, all right, all right we're going we'll, to we'll jump on that bandwagon. And, and I think that agencies have got to take that standpoint where there's a there's a, almost like an unwritten rule of what should happen if you want us to pitch, because it'll help us all out, not, not just it, it will, It will, but it's like this ideal world, isn't it? That yeah. you, you're never going to get the situation. You'll always get somebody that will undercut you or somebody that will do it cheaper or somebody that will do it for free, always, yeah. because we are in a... Um, touch wood, I think that is wood. You know, at the minute, unfortunately, we've got a great client bank and all that kind of thing, which gives you that kind of leeway to think about do you want to do that opportunity it's not always been the case no. but you know that's that's a fantastic position to be in for many agencies that are smaller or starting up or in, the, in their infancy in terms of a business um journey that they can't afford they can't afford to they're clambering for work so that that kind of chest out well sorry i'm not going to give that away for free and i'm not going to give you my ideas and i'm not willing to pitch without a brief hard lessons are in it as, as we know. really hard but but you, you've got to hope you win enough and convert enough to kind of survive those days, I guess, in a so way. So what, what do you think the answer is then? Do you think there is an answer or do you think it will always be the way it will always be? I think the answer for an agency is know your space. Know what type of client you want. Know what size of business you want to attract. Know what sectors you have a sweet spot in. Know what service streams you've got a genuine expertise in. Um, and then... Qualify, qualify the opportunity is what I would say. So if somebody comes to you and they're in your industry, they're in your sweet spot, you genuinely think you can win it, 
ask ask how many agencies which a lot of people don't do ask how many people are involved in the pitch ask about the process when are you going to make a decision yeah. ask about the decision makers and, and also i think the big thing is and i, I remember um listening to spencer gallagher do a talk on this who helps a lot of agencies yeah cactus really good guy he wrote, wrote the book uh ancient ancient ionics i can't get it out ancient economics <laughs> which is a really good book and he was saying it was really good actually if they don't tell you who you're pitching against, it's the same rule as the brief or not to brief. Yeah, yeah. If they don't tell you you're pitching against, do not pitch it. Well, I, I never understand. I, I mean, I totally get, I get the point, but why wouldn't they tell you? What have you got, well, to, what have you got to lose out of telling you? What I'm you? saying is you know how many times you've asked and they've gone, oh, no, we can't tell you. I also know how many times we haven't asked. That's yeah. the different thing. So in yeah. the sense of quite often we'll bowl into it and how many agencies and they'll go to three, four. I know very few times, very few people have actually asked the follow-up of, who? who? <laughs> because no, it's, it's, people think you can't know yeah, what, what's, what's to lose. It's, it's, it's really important on, on a couple of levels. You want to know if the current agency is pitching. Definitely. For many reasons. One being, as somebody in the business got a relationship with them? Because what happened? I, I, when I, when was well, How did they get on the ticket in the first place? I was going to yeah. ticket first. And what I, what, I, I lost a pitch when I, was, when I was working for another agency. It wasn't the one you lost to us, was it? No, it wasn't the one I lost to you. That way... <laughs> It was the guy's wife who yeah. got him in. Yeah. So like we were never going to win it. Yeah. And if we'd have asked it and gone, well, you're married to the, yeah. you just but, wouldn't have ever pitched it. Well, that's one of the ones when you sit there kicking yourself afterwards, isn't it? But, or you know, there's a relationship there. We've had it before, haven't you? Where there was a relationship there with the business, mm. and you, you know, you can connect the dots when you know what 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 you're doing. But I think with. that's where it comes back to who's the decision maker, and you can't always quite get it right. But quite often, with, with, you might be in the agency or you might be speaking to a marketing executive or a marketing manager when you know there's a marketing director or a CMO in position somewhere. And then you find out it is a spouse or somebody else somewhere down there. You can't, you can't necessarily account for that. No. But I think you can work out the process, who you're speaking to, what level, how long the process is going to take, when you're going to make a decision by, and that kind of thing. Because I think if you're clear on that, you're clear on the, the process, you're clear on the people, um, you're clear on who's involved and who you're up against, then it's at your discretion. You know, whoever, whoever, whoever is in the box seat needs to make that decision of what will you pitch without a formal brief. Because um, I'd love to sit here and say, well, we'll never pitch again without a brief. We, we will, if it ticks those boxes, and if I think yeah. there's enough, enough, enough positives to take out of it, probably we'd look at it, and then I'll probably sit here and justify it to myself that it's uh, it's an emerging sector, it's something I want to get a foothold in, or something which in reality probably means we shouldn't be doing it. But and just quickly touching on it because only only because it's prevalent to what we're talking about is. Post post pitch, yeah, or drawing pitch. I've always, I remember going to a uh, a pitch once, um, and they had a score like a scoring system. It was yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This guy was like, I think because he'd been in um, procurement before, yeah. he was like, no, we score every agency, so it's ultra fair. So you know, yeah. you don't ever get that. Oh, that's, you, that's great. You, you, you're second because. You know, everyone everyone gets told that who's been in the in the pitch. I've, I've, ne I've, ne I've never come across that ever. He's come across it once, and he, <laughs> and he scored it, and he scored everything, sent it you, and really, really funnily, there were there was four agencies in the mix, and we came second, but still won it because of the way they, the, the way they the way they scored it. They as a as a group like scored, it all or scored um, chemistry as a as a higher mark. Oh, you're wait, awaiting to different yeah, aspects. Yeah, it was awaited to a different area. So even though we came second, we won it. And it was a really, really, really interesting way of doing it and a really fair way of 
when you as an agency you've got the scorecard before so it was additional to the brief saying mm-hmm. here's what we're going to be here's what we're going to be really really drilling you on yeah and this is what you're going to be scored against yeah. it's, it's, so, it's interesting you just don't come across it very often because i think it, typically you'll also find the process wouldn't you if you won't invest in the if you won't invest in the briefing process they're definitely not going to invest in a debrief with yeah. you they tend to just disappear the ghost you for de- week, months afterwards and you're chasing them down and eventually yeah. you close off the lead in whatever system you're using yeah. but i think an interesting one on that point again is like how often do you how often as an agency do you actually close a pitch if that makes sense and by what i mean you're in the pitch you've, you get to that final slide you've got that sigh of relief that says thank you that you've just come through an hour or two hour presentation or whatever it may be i don't know i've never seen many people actually say so what are the next steps here where we're going to make a decision off the back of this and actually sales close a pitch mm-hmm. you know so if you're not going to go with us who you know what opportunity would be going with when, when can we expect you to make a decision and kind of being a bit more i know but as a as a it, what I always find in the agency world is they don't ask those, like they don't ask. No, but I think we've got thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Get through the pitch, get out the door, everybody yeah. goes, good job, guys, did really yeah. well there. And then it just disappears and sails out. And that, that for me, is the craziest thing about it. And I think if you've invested a lot into a process, and particularly the size and scale of some of the pitches we're doing these days, you're well within your rights to ask why you didn't win it and also who won it and the reasons why. So you know, it's only three quick questions and you can probably do them in five minutes on a call with somebody, but I yeah. think I don't, I don't think it's un, unreasonable, it's just, it's unreasonable like to ask that. It's just that. like when you don't get a job, isn't it? When you go for a job interview and you don't, you don't get a job, then... Yeah, but how often do you get feedback from that? No, so it's don't. the same thing, isn't it? So yeah. it's, it's, it's that kind of premise and principle, I guess. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, it for today's episode. Do you want to give people a bit of a flavour? <laughs> if there's no brief, don't pitch. Yeah, if there's no brief, uh, don't pitch. No, but that's that's... Or if there's no brief, certainly give a lot of consideration to whether you're pitching. And I think that that qualification side of that opportunity is the big thing, really. Whether there's a brief or no brief, qualifying the opportunity. And also, I think it's about asking the right questions pre, and then the right questions during the after the yeah. after the pitch. And that's, I think if you are a, if you are a business out there who's pitching out opportunities, if you want agencies worth the salt with the real ability to help you to take a pitch seriously yeah then invest the time just shaping a brief up and it doesn't need to be huge but at a minimum what you're looking to achieve what deadlines and and give a budget yeah maybe give maybe give it maybe give a budget away as well that helps sort of shape the well, actual opportunity as well <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different a whole different topic and a whole different podcast but so get us on um youtube obviously listen to us on the podcast we're on all the different channels and we're on the knowledge as well, aren't we? Knowledge yeah, check out our knowledge at www.b2bknowledge.com, which is our online content hub to help clients and prospects navigate the B2B marketing landscape. So. And also we'd love some comments and feedback on terms of what you're thinking of the podcast slash um, vlog show. So that would be really good. And any future subjects that you want us to cover, that'd be great. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye for now. Cheers.